Welcome to the Studies in Proverbs podcast, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. This is taken from a video series you can find on our website, heartcrymissionary.com. HeartCry is a missionary society founded by Paul Washer. The goal of our ministry is to glorify God and bring the greatest possible good to humankind through the preaching of the gospel and the establishment of biblical churches throughout the world. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society. Welcome back to our study of the book of Proverbs. Today we're going to be in the last part of chapter 1, and we're going to see how wisdom is making herself available all the time through the scriptures, and that if a young person will simply listen and respond appropriately to the message that she has, then that young person will learn how to walk and live a life with wisdom. So let's begin reading in chapter 1 and verse 20, and we'll read to the end of the chapter. Wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. How long, O naive ones, will you love being simple-minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools hate knowledge. Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention, and you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes, when your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. Then they will seek me diligently but they will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear, did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would not accept my counsel. They spurned all my reproof. So they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be satiated with their own devices for the waywardness of the naive will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. Before we begin our time in prayer, I think you ought to be able to notice that uh, wisdom is a serious thing. To possess it is a great blessing. To neglect it will bring terrible harm to the entirety of your life, every aspect of it and every day. So young people, please, as one who has sometimes followed wisdom to my own blessing, and as one who has sometimes neglected wisdom, you must understand this is extremely important. Now, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your kindness and your mercy that you have shown us. And I pray, Lord, that you will use this time to show those who are listening the great importance of acquiring wisdom and of never neglecting her. Lord, I pray that you would uh, increase the fear of the Lord in those who are listening, that they would seek you in your word, and that they would submit your life, their life, to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before we get started with the first part, I just want to, I laid out here, just um, I divided up 
this passage in several different things, and we'll just run through them really quick. First, wisdom's availability. I want you to know she makes herself available to you through the Word of God. Then wisdom's competition, and that is there's always voices coming in from other places that would try to get your attention and turn you away from wisdom to unrighteousness. And then wisdom's rebuke. Yes, wisdom will rebuke, will tell you that you are wrong when you turn to those noisy voices and you neglect the word of God. And then wisdom's invitation and promise that even when wisdom rebukes us, she's still open. She opens her arms to us and she says, come to me. And then she promises us life, most importantly, life with God and in uh, the will of God. And then wisdom's indictment. She's going to turn back around now. She's been patient and she's offered herself to these people, but they have neglected her entirely. And so she is going to indict them and tell them how wrong they are. And then wisdom scorn. Now you think, well, what do you, what do you mean by that? Um, young person, there's going to come a time. I hope it never happens to you, but where someone will neglect wisdom and neglect wisdom to the point where even if they correct themselves, they are still going to have to suffer the consequences for their previous foolishness. And, and you don't want that. Learn and live. Don't live, make all kinds of mistakes, ruin your life, and then learn. And then finally, uh, we have wisdom's example. She's going to show us what we look like when we neglect her and then finally wisdom's plea and this is what's so amazing even after all the all the rebellion all the neglect um, all the foolishness that we may commit wisdom still stands there and cries out for us to listen now let's begin and we'll go back to let's see verse 20 Wisdom shouts in the streets. She lifts her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. Now, remember what I told you about, about Hebrew literature, that repetition is very important. And, and many times we'll think, wow, they just keep repeating and repeating almost the same thing. And that's true. Why? To emphasize to show you the, the extent of the matter. Now, so look what it says about wisdom. She shouts in the street. What is it? What, what are we talking about here? She's available. She doesn't hide away. She's not in a cave somewhere. You don't have to go to the very bottom of the sea to find her. And you don't have to go all the way up into heaven to attain her. She comes out to meet us. And how does she do that? Not through the wisdom of our own heart, not through the thoughts of our own mind, but through the scriptures. So in verse 20, she shouts in the streets. Literally, she gives a ringing cry. Many times it's translated to to summons a person, to to exhort a person. It's as like she's standing there saying, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. And if you do not listen, well, you have only yourself to blame. Then she lifts her voice in the square. She shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. And you say, well, 
It's basically the same thing, and you're right. So why is he repeating? So that you'll listen, and you'll, you'll, you'll recognize that if you lack wisdom, it's your fault. She lifts her voice in the square. Literally, she gives her voice. She gives her voice to you. She screams out to you. She cries out to you. And then literally in verse 21, she cries out. It means to utter a loud call. You know, uh, I was raised, uh, we raised cattle and quarter horses. And um, believe it or not, you can actually uh, teach cattle to listen to a call. And so sometimes you would, as a young boy, and it was feeding time, you know, I would call the cattle and they're way off in a field somewhere. And, and you start calling to them. I'm not, I'm not going to make the call because it would sound kind of silly today. But the point is that even livestock know where they can be fed. And when they hear the call, they come. But sometimes we're not as intelligent as livestock, are we? Not at all. Because God calls out to us and we don't listen. You know, young person, let me say this, that, that in your young life, I know that you think that you're really busy right now. Maybe you go to school or you're homeschooled and you have homework and you think, oh, I'm so busy. You're not busy. <laughs> Trust me. When you get out of school, you're going to be busy. And, and young people waste so much time. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have... Um, uh, things that you do that you enjoy, playtime and, and just all sorts of things that are that are wonderful and healthy and you should do them. But to do to do your schoolwork and then to play all day and to neglect wisdom, I want you to know that's exactly what you're doing. You're neglecting wisdom. You could use your youth, your young days, your first days to grow in the scriptures isn't it sad that most people don't start studying the Bible until they're, I don't know, 20, 25, 30, 40, 50. But what would happen to a young man or a young girl who, at 10 years old, devoted themselves to knowing God's wisdom? Well, wisdom's calling you. Are you going to be smarter than a cow or as smart as cattle? And are you going to listen? She cries out in the streets and then it says she utters her sayings in the gates of the city. Now, I want you to notice something. The gates of the city was the place where, where, where everything went on. The leaders sat in the city, the mer in the gates of the city. The merchants uh, sat there. Um, it was crowded with people selling and buying. So look, she's in the streets. We hear that twice. She's in the square. Now, I lived for many years in South America. And in South America, the square in a village or even in many large cities is an extremely important place. It's the place where if you wanted to take a walk, you'd go to the square. Or if you wanted to rest in the park, usually that park would be in the square. The important institutions would be around that square. And so again and again, do you see what she's saying? I'm not hiding. I'm not hiding. Sometimes we treat the Bible like it's some kind of just big mystery or being able to walk with God is just some mystery and you need to go up in a cave somewhere and stay there for several years. That's not the truth. What we need to do is meet with God every day in the scriptures, in the scriptures and in prayer. And in doing that, you're going to grow in wisdom. Now, I wish I could reach through this 
whatever, this video right now and kind of just grab you around the, around the neck, shake you a little bit, and, and just let you know if you're a young person and you're listening to this video right now, what an opportunity. Not, not so much listening to me, but what I'm telling you to do to start your life out right. Studying the scriptures. And as a young person, the book of Proverbs is an exceptional, exceptional book that will help you through your young life and your old life. Okay, now let's look at wisdom's competition. Uh, verse 21, at the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. Now, the, the whole idea here is that she's not hidden away. She's where everybody is. But I want to just take a moment and look at the word noisy and then also the idea of being in the gates of the city. Um, when you are traveling, and I mean, this has happened to me so often in the country of Peru, you're traveling through, you know, just just mountains and, and deserts and things, and then you come to the gate of the city. You come to the main entrance of the city. Now, in Peru, they didn't have walled cities. But you would come through a main pass, a main street, and there you would see all the people. And that's where wisdom stands. But, but not only wisdom stands there, the very opposite of wisdom stands there. And calls out just as loud. And, and here, here's something I want you to see. Wisdom has one voice. So wisdom comes out into those busy, loud places where all the people is and with one voice cries out. But here's the problem. There's a lot of competition out there. It's not just wisdom cries out with one voice and foolishness cries out with another. No, there are an abundance of foolish people, foolish ideas and foolish proclamations. And they're all going to be calling for your attention. They really are. Now, as a young person, you may, you may not be walking around by yourself in the gates of the city or in the noisy streets. But now let me share something with you that, that's so very important. Please listen to me and understand what I'm saying. And if you have any questions, ask your, ask your mom and dad. Um, it's good to have friends. It, it is a wonderful thing. I've always tried to cultivate uh, my children to our talk to my children about cultivating friendships and and I've been very fortunate uh, my children have had many many friends their own age but I'll often talk to my children and their friends along with their parents and we're we're telling them listen uh, we love you and you know you're 10 years old you're 12 years old you're 15 and we're very proud of you and all that but but you're young and because you're young uh, you don't know everything. You don't even know a lot. As a matter of fact, you not only do you, like I've said before, not only do you not know the answers, you don't know the questions. And so if you're just around your friends, uh, you're never really going to grow in wisdom. You and your friends need to study outside of yourselves. You need to study the scriptures that you might gain wisdom and stop the foolishness of youth in your life. Also, you want to be around older people 
not all older people, because there's a lot of old fools. As a matter of fact, I've met some old fools that were more foolish than young fools. But what I want you to see is there's all kinds of noises out there, all kinds of people making calls, and even some of your friends will be calling you to certain things. And when they do, it's not always going to be wise. And so you need the scriptures. You need to study the scriptures with your friends. But, but most importantly, study the scriptures with your, with your parents. Uh, listen to the preaching. Ask questions of older, godly people. But even their answer, you need to check out with the scriptures. You see, there's all kinds of voices. Think about it just for a moment, okay? This is going to be important. Um, let's say that you sleep eight hours a day. Hopefully you, you, you sleep well, but hopefully you don't sleep much more than that. And so what does that leave you with? 16 hours, right? Now, you're 16 hours and you're not, you're not living in a vacuum where there's no sound, no noise. There's, there's people around you. There's friends around you. There are uh, maybe teachers and classmates around you. There are, there's the radio and the television and the internet and you are constantly being bombarded by noises 16 hours a day. And for the most part, those noises are not really in agreement with the Word of God. So, so how are you going to combat that? Huh? Are you going to spend uh, 10 minutes a day listening to the voice of wisdom? And then the rest 15 hours and 50 minutes listening to the voice of foolishness? And do you really think you're going to grow? Do you really think you're going to be able to stand and walk in this life uh, in a way that pleases God with that kind of uh, ratio between listening to the noise and listening to God? So, young person, look how serious this is. Um, if you spend, you know, well, I spent 20 minutes the other day in the Word of God. Well, I'm glad for that. But just think about the comparison between the time you're spending in the Word of God and the time that is spent in a world where the noises are oftentimes not according to God's Word. And so I want us to look at, just in conclusion here, we just look at two things again. Wisdom's availability. You, you just, I'm sorry. If you have a Bible and you're allowed to read it, young person, you have no, no excuse. Um, you say, but it's hard and I don't understand it. Well, I can say the same thing. And, but is it worth it? Is it worth it? You know, digging a 20-foot uh, hole, 20-foot deep, 20 feet in diameter in your backyard with a hand shovel would also be very difficult. But would you do it if you knew that there were a million dollars worth of gold at the bottom of the hole? I'm sure you would. Well, wisdom is much more valuable and necessary than just a, a bunch of gold. Because gold cannot redeem your soul and gold cannot help you through life. And many people have gained a lot of gold only to ruin their lives with it. So it's worth it. So wisdom is available and you need to take this seriously. To neglect your Bible is to neglect wisdom. But more importantly, it's to neglect God. And then know this, there's competition out there. There's a lot of it, a lot of it. And as you get older, you're going to you're going to hear more of it. 
Uh, also, let me say this. There's some competition that that if it comes at you, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you live in a fallen world. You can't go up and live in a cave somewhere. You shouldn't. But there's a lot of competition you can cut out. Um, there are certain things on the Internet you shouldn't be listening to or or watching. There are certain things on television and radio. Now, all those mediums can be very positive, but they can also be extremely dangerous. And so you live in a noisy world. You're going to have to learn how to discern what to listen to and what not to listen to. And the only way to do that is to, first of all, listen to the voice of wisdom. And that's what we have here in verses 20 and 21. The voice of wisdom calling out to you. Well, God bless, and we'll take this up in the next, uh, the next study. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society.